Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and today is uh, Monday, so I'm going to look forward to talking to my friend and colleague, Patrick Albanese. And then the Monday Afternoon Mix will continue. Pastor David Miles and Rosie B., we're going to continue our discussion on the Lord's Prayer. We're going to focus on the second half of that. You know, that uh, is a powerful prayer. And then Hour 2, John Hopper is going to be my guest for the whole hour. He is with Search Ministries out of Houston, Texas couple of places I love. I love Search and I love Houston. And his book is called Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. And that's going to be what the show is today. I'm glad you're with me today and I hope you had a great weekend. Patrick, of course, uh, helps me get my week started with a little bit of the uh, lighter side of life, which I think we could all use. Patrick, welcome. Oh, thanks. And have we been friends or colleagues longer? I don't Uh, even know the difference anymore. uh, Friends longer. Friends, what do colleagues do? They, they, colleagues they do business are sort together. of in the same industry. We sort of understand what we do and how we do it, that kind of thing. Yeah, because I mean, because you drop and I, that? I don't know. I like it. I like it. It sounds fun. And, and but as far as like like working together, you and I, we're usually out of work at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah. that's the the benefit of being in the same industries is is you say yeah you're not working either. Okay. I, I guess I'm yeah. doing everything right then. <laughs> yeah, I'm good doing point. it right. Good uh, point. At least you have someone to commiserate with too, which is always helpful. It's true. Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I, I think you know. Sometimes you you just don't want to feel alone in whatever's going on in your life. You know, you want to know that other people have been through it and survived it, and sometimes they have little safe, uh, little helpful hints. Yep. As to uh, just how to get through to the next the next day. Yes. The next day. I've, yeah. I've narrowed it down to three things I want to talk to you about today. And the first thing is I would like to chat a little bit about some incredible football games we watched yesterday. I mean, if you want an exciting playoff game, we got them yesterday. Uh, if you, I think this past weekend was four Super Bowls. I, can, oh, yeah. can, is it even possible that there will be another game this year that will be any better than the two yesterday or all four this weekend? No, all was, of them down to the last minute. It was wonderful. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Now, when it came to the game last night, the Kansas City and the uh, Buffalo, and do you think that the rules are fair uh, when Kansas City wins the toss and then scores a touchdown game over? Don't you think it should be fair for Buffalo to get a chance to respond? I, I think so. And I know they sort of like they went halfway there, right? They said, well, if they only score a field goal, you got a chance to to come on back. Right, right. But uh, – I, well, I don't understand why they don't just make it like basketball. They say, okay, we're just, it's another period and let's see how this, this, how this shakes out. And uh, if it's tied at the end of this one, we're going to keep doing this until somebody quits. You know, it's, <laughs> it, yeah. And, and uh, that would have been so much more. I uh, granted the way yesterday's game was going, the final score would have been 142 to 139, <laughs> you know, by the end of, it would have been like 14 quarters of football. Right. 
And that would have just been they would just been Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. They'd be the only two guys left on the field. <laughs> uh, but why not? Why not uh, say you know, because everybody knows the fact that you're cheering a coin toss. What does that tell you? That's interesting point. So if yeah. you win the coin toss, you stand a chance of winning the game. You stand the best chance of winning the game, and everybody mm-hmm. knows it because you say, please, 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 tails, yes. tails. Yes. And, and so we should remove that element from it and just say, you're all going to get the ball. Don't you worry about a thing. We're going to keep playing. Yeah. And uh, you're, gonna mean, have a, you're all going to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, just that's the fact the game. that there was yeah. – that's the game. With 13 seconds left to go yesterday in the Kansas City game, they came back and scored a field goal to uh, go ahead and win the game. I find that to be absolutely remarkable, given what happened in the last minute. Now, having said that, I think it would be way more fun for the fans if there was more of a set time uh, versus a a one-and-done sort of sudden death. Yeah, and if you want to make it more challenging... Maybe release a couple of wild boars onto the field. To just I love that you know, idea. Keep the keep the players scrambling a little bit. Just to add some <laughs> excitement if that's what you're concerned about. But exactly. I, I I I've never quite understood that rule where they say, well, first team that scores wins. You say, okay, but uh, yeah, I think for the fans and you know, it's it's funny how I, the, you know over our lifetimes, uh, what was when you and I were kids, a football season was like four games, right? <laughs> you know, now it's, <laughs> it's now it's 17 and then there's extended playoffs. And uh, uh, you say, well, you're obviously not afraid of making these guys work hard. You know, uh, and, you know, you're, you, you added an extra game this year. Why not add, just let a, like make it a whole, a whole period and let's, or a whole quarter I'm thinking of basketball again. Yeah. Oh, basketball is a quarter truth. Hockey. Eh, it's all confusing. Yeah. Just, yeah. You raise a good point, though, wise play. man. You really do. You raise a good point. To me, it would be a little mm. bit more fun if it had this component of, all right, now we've got five more minutes. They do that in hockey. They do that in other sports. So it'd be kind of yeah. fun to, to have seen Buffalo have a chance to come back one last time. I know because I I think at the end there you say uh, oh Kansas City's going to win no wait Buffalo's going to win no wait Kansas City no wait <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah that was uh, truly thrilling truly thr- you know yeah. it's it's funny you see how people have turned to sports as kind of their main entertainment venue and you say because you couldn't write that in a movie you mm-hmm. couldn't have written that and and it would you know if you watch a movie you would have predicted the ending and there was no way to predict this ending. No yeah. way. You said, I'm just completely yeah. up. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I think that's, well, you and I, because we do magic. And I used to think that people would get tired of being fooled and wondering how something is done. And they don't. They enjoy oh, it. No, it makes you feel do. like a child yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, ref- refresh my memory on what they do in college football. They, uh, I think it's, uh, it's like you get the ball and you get the ball. It's a lot like Oprah. You get the, everybody gets the ball. You get the ball and you get the ball. <laughs> everybody leaves with a ball, right? I think they, don't they put it down? They just pick a place on, you know, they, they, they put, they put the ball down and says, you play, see what you can do. The other team, you play, see what you can do. And I think they yeah. go back and forth until somebody ends up on top. Okay. Um, so I, I so guess that maybe that's why none of those pros. games. Yeah. Well, they they took the two point conversion. That, that remember that a few years back. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. that's a relatively recent uh, brought in from college football. People said we really like that two point thing. It adds an yeah. element of surprise to the game and yeah. some strategy. So 
It'd be fun to see. My wingman, it would my be wingman Terry, my wingman Terry just said, "I'm with Patrick," and overtime released the Boars, or maybe a couple of murder <laughs> hornets. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the murder hornets? I don't know. You, know, they, you, you can't you count on anything and they're gone. these days. No, yeah, you can't. I, <laughs> you can't. See, All right, let's move on one of those to topic. To get you excited about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll go to right. we'll go to topic number two. Topic number three topic might two. take. Well, yeah. Topic two will yeah. go. We'll take us to the break, and then topic three which I think is going to be much more involved that we will do after the break. And that's going to, we're going to talk about uh, a topic that a listener suggested I talk about, and I'm excited that we're doing it and I might do it more more than once. So it's maybe not just going to be you just so you know, but it's going to be interesting, uh, an interesting topic. Okay. Topic two, Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa is this Um, Friday night. You went and saw a real live astronaut and met him in person. I want to hear about that. Yeah, it was a guy named Terry Verts, and I don't Terry know about Vertz. you, the yeah, the Terry Verts. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, who has spent oh, I would say a considerable amount of uh, he has spent more time in space than most people have spent. Um, uh, I guess at the gym, you might say. I don't know. Okay, he uh, he's uh, did an IMAX movie. There was an IMAX movie came out a few years back called A Beautiful Planet, and uh, you know. Of course, I'm a little bit naive, and I didn't do my research before meeting him, and we got to meet him bef- before the um, the event, uh, because my wife happens to run the back of the house, and he had no choice but to meet me and the kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I said, hey, so you were up in space, and you're a photographer, and uh, does your stuff end up in movies? He goes, well, there was a little IMAX movie called A Beautiful Planet, and that's my footage. So I've been looking at some of that stuff, and of course, he played some of it. Uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, for people that might be struggling to say, uh, is there more, all you have to do is look at this guy's photography. He had a picture of the Milky Way galaxy. My son's been complaining lately. He says, we just don't see many stars here. So that was part of the reason we went to see this astronaut. And, uh, when you're actually able to see, you say, I, I think I'm actually seeing millions of something. It's like grains mm-hmm. of sand on the beach. And that's just the Milky Way. That's just this one galaxy of mm-hmm. gajillions of galaxies. Oh, it was beautiful. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, quite the photographer. But, of course, you know, you could say that he had a very large tripod from which to mount the <laughs> camera <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're a couple thousand miles up. I didn't, You see, when I was a, a kid, I did, you didn't flirt with the idea of you, – you went through the Apollo stuff. And um, I've always been a little bit claustrophobic. Uh, but only in small, confined spaces. See? Yeah, me too. So, That's where I get claustrophobic. Yeah. And so I think, you know, there was a brief moment where I was like, oh, gosh, it looks like it'd be kind of neat to be an astronaut. And then I saw the capsules they were in. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I could not do that. You know, I couldn't do that for 10 minutes, let alone an extended period of time of, you know, hours, weeks, days, whatever it is. And even though this astronaut was up on a, the, the space station, uh, of all places, you'd say, well, space station. I mean, it's a station. It's got to be huge. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're How kind big of is they're the going space station. It's, it doesn't seem to be, you know, a whole lot bigger than an Ikea parking lot. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I think the Ikea parking lot's bigger. It's a lot more like one of those Ikea apartments that are inside the Ikea stores. <laughs> it, it didn't mm-hmm. seem big, and it seemed like they were constantly having to go through little, uh, 
channels, like little rooms, little windows, little doors to get to the Ooh. next little door to, to look out a window. And the windows are still kind of the size of a, a ship, uh, the, the, those portholes in the side of the ship yeah. that are about the size of your face. And, you know, he was talking about one experience up there where they thought they had, they got an alarm for an ammonia leak, which for the uninitiated, which I was up until Friday, that means certain death for everybody. Mm-hmm. You just can't have ammonia in the air. No. And so they quickly throw on space suits and it's like, well, so what do you do? And he's like, well, if there's really an ammonia leak, nothing. You know, you have to go to wherever you can find safe, you know, a safe haven. And then maybe if you're lucky enough, there's a ship dock there. You can maybe get on that and get out of there. But if mm-hmm. you have an ammonia leak, uh, no good. It's wow. just amazing, right. and it makes you think about you know just how delicate life is, and how the way God put this universe together, and how we're this amazing creation with this balance on this amazing planet. It's it was yeah. really cool. Well, we're gonna take a little break, really and I'm cool. gonna step out and get some fresh air outside, and then I'll be back with Patrick Albany. <laughs> Watch the ammonia. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Welcome back to the show, and happy Monday. So glad to have you with me today. I'm also glad to have my friend Patrick Albanese with me to get the week started. Got a very interesting letter, Patrick, from a listener Mm -hmm. named Cindy. She said uh, that there's been much discussion uh, regarding the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, but she uh, said that there has not heard anyone speak of the old-fashioned value of self-control, not only uh, with this issue, but with many in our culture and times. And it seems that this would be a great topic to talk about because personal holiness, self-control are are not things that get discussed very often. No, and this goes back to the beginning of time. Uh, You know, uh, Adam and Eve with, with, you know, here's everything except one thing, I must have it. Yeah. You know, isn't that interesting that we haven't changed one bit? We want what we want, and we want it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, was the marshmallow study with the kids? The kids that could put off the marshmallow they found uh, throughout life had more self-discipline and achieved more success because they could say, I will deny myself this momentary pleasure for mm-hmm. the long-term goal of something. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but, but. Yeah, that's self-control. When did that become bad? I know it's a gift of you the know. Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. It's in there. And it's something that, you know, when we talk about abstinence and the people talk about abstinence programs and then they say, well, it doesn't work. And I think, well, yeah, because the self-control didn't stick. Right, right. I remember Nancy Reagan's, you know, they made fun of her, you know, the, you know, just say no to drugs campaign. And they say, well, that doesn't work. It's like, well, it does work if you actually say no. <laughs> you know, you exactly. have to say no. You've got right. to do the no part. Um, you know, it's, it is, it, it wasn't to be taken literally that you say, I'm in an abstinence program. It's like, no, you actually abstain. And that's, that's the secret sauce, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, never failed. 
It's, no, it never uh, failed. And it's it's talk- a shame that you think that, yeah, we, now we have big discussions about uh, Roe v. Wade, and you think, gosh, if we just practiced the obvious, this would be, there would be no discussion here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, and you and I have always understood at some level, and I think this is the families we grew up in, there were going to be consequences for your behavior. And there was a certain fear, I think, that uh, kept us uh, restrained. I'll also look back and say it was the work of the Holy Spirit restraining us in our lives. But also, and I'm, we're not patting ourselves on the back, but we're just saying there was an understanding that, that actions have consequences. Yeah, uh, certainly uh, my, fer- my, my parents uh, were quick to remind me that actions have consequences. And, uh, you know, it's, you grew up in a a large family. I I had, you know, I was the sixth of eight and some of my older siblings tested the limits. Uh, I was a wise observer. Um, you know, so I, I didn't make a lot of those same mistakes, uh, just because I saw the consequences and I knew that I knew one thing for sure. I knew that my parents were consistent uh, they would, they would not be cutting me some slack just because alphabetically I was the nice kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It but was, let's, uh, let's... there were consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's talk mm-hmm. about self-control a little bit because I don't know if we talk about it very much. I mean, we, we always want to change the way we feel. That's a natural thing. I mean, you, you feel tired in the afternoon. Maybe if you got a radio show to do, you might have a cup of coffee that might give you a little caffeine burst, which might change the way you feel. Now, there's some things that are okay and some things that are productive and some things are destructive. And I think if you have some uh, thought and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, you'll always be able to make a constructive choice. Am I wrong on that? Oh, I think you're you're so right. And, you know, I I know I've brought this up before. My my father-in-law used to often talk about uh, you know, decisions we have to make. And one of his filters was, if everybody did it, is the world a better place or is it a worse place? And if everybody did I what you the, were doing, right? If you, everybody what did what do, you were yeah. doing, yes, would the world be a better place or a worse place? That's a great, that's a great uh, thing to to say. It's a great filter. Yeah. It's a great filter. Uh, you know, yeah. so the, the cup of coffee, you'd say, I think if everybody had a cup of coffee, the world would, in fact, be a better place. <laughs> some people could really use a cup of coffee. But, uh, you know, when it comes to some of the other things, especially in in our society now, I, I'm sure it's always been this way, but you, know, you have to speak like you've been around, right? You know, and when I was a kid, um, we, we seem to uh, say, well, I want what I want. And I deserve it. And there's a plenty of television commercials to say, you know, you deserve this. You've earned right. this. Uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't go into debt for the next 30 years to have this thing that you've deserved, that you've <laughs> earned. You don't have the money for mm-hmm. it, but but you can borrow the money yeah. from us. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if if everybody, you know, were high on drugs, you'd say, I th- I think it's a pretty safe bet that the world would be a worse place. Yeah, absolutely. And so now. It's a fair question. Yeah. Yeah. So what we get drawn into is, and there's an acronym in recovery called HALT, H-A-L-T, when you are hungry, um, angry, lonely, or tired. So if you're one of those four things, you're most likely wanting to change the way you feel. 
And if you are taking a constructive step, that's always a good thing. If you take a destructive step, uh, you're not having that kind of self-control, and you need to pray that the Holy Spirit will give you the restraint to make the right choice. Uh, well, there's also a- another thing, obviously, from the recovery community is where I had uh, first heard it, because you and I uh, are involved in the recovery community. We've, we've been involved with lots of people for quite some time with it. And uh, I've always liked this, the first thought wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, sometimes you have to put yourself through that filter as well, that, uh, you know, it's very easy to operate on a, on a whim. We're, we're very whimsical. And so you can mm-hmm. you think about something for a second. I'll give you a couple examples. You know, we should cut out the sweets. Now, I often say that, that, you know, at a restaurant, it's just don't have them bring the dessert tray by because if you see it, you'll want it. And once you get to that point, you may as well say, I'm going to have it. How, if, mm-hmm. how can I stop this process? Well, don't say, gosh, bring that thing by and perhaps none of them will look good to me. That's not going to happen. <laughs> just, don't, no. just, just don't look at it. And I, I think, you know, there's always that pause. And the other example, I know we've talked about this as well, is, you know, those things that you see, let's say, you know, maybe you're trying to watch, you know, the spending and you see something, I have to have it. I can't live without mm-hmm. this thing. I don't know how I've mm-hmm. lived without this item this long in my life. This is amazing. It's life changing. And I've always made myself wait a couple of days and see if I can remember what it was. Right. Because if you can't even remember what it was you couldn't live without, you obviously can live without it. Right. But, you know, and these are just, you know, these aren't dealing with some of the bigger issues like addiction or uh, drugs, alcohol, and, uh, you know, trying to abstain, especially at young ages. But they're good jumping off places because those are good habits, I think, you know, to to develop the discipline to say, hold on a second. Just, just how about no for now? How Mm -hmm. about no for now? Yep. And it's always wise to pray that the Holy, the Holy Spirit will be that restraining power you need when you are uh, in a situation where you find yourself challenged, tempted, and you can ask God to come alongside you, which he will do, and provide an exit ramp off that highway to destruction or sin. Yeah, I think sometimes the Holy Spirit disguises itself as that guilt that you are starting to feel if you if you do do that thing. It's 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 remember that movie Steve Martin, Man with Two Brains, and he's talking to the picture on the wall, saying, "Is it wrong if I do this?" And the the windows open and the curtains blow and this the the portrait starts to spin in circles and a voice comes out of the heavens going, "No, no, no!" He says, "Well, any time, any kind of sign, it'd be good to let me know not to do <laughs> what I'm about to do," and mm-hmm. he completely ignores it. And and we do do that. We, yeah, we do we sadly do that. We I are, know I've done yep. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Patrick, sadly. thanks for the story of the astronauts, too. It was fun. It's always good to catch up with you, and thanks for getting my Monday started on the right foot. Well, thanks for having me. I love being here on yeah. Mondays. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Patrick right. Albanese has been my guest to get things started. Also, if you have not decided to uh, join us in reading the books of Acts together, we want you to say, uh, check it out, pray about it, and say yes. You can read a chapter of Acts every day starting February 1st. You can get the free study guide and and bookmark online at myfaithradio.com. You can also subscribe and listen to the Daily Reading the Bible Together podcast hosted by Faith Radio's Angelo Smith. All right, coming up next is the Monday Afternoon Mix, Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. Be right back.
Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Welcome to the Monday Afternoon Mix. Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We're going to continue our study of the Sermon on the Mount. And we're now into the Lord's Prayer. We're, we've covered about half of it, and we're going to jump into the second half now. I'm looking forward to doing a deep dive on the second half. Welcome, Rosie. Welcome, David. Hey, Bill. Hey, uh, Bill. Good to see you, man, always. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this gets to be uh, th- an awesome part of this prayer. Forgive yeah, us our debts. Yeah. I think it's the most challenging part. Yeah. I mean, because one of the things that forgive automatically gets into is the idea that, you know, it, it we're sinning and it puts people, you know, even in the wrong with God. And sometimes we like to be right, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of puts this kind of like, you go from give, <laughs> give right. daily bread to, okay, forgive, forgive. <laughs> forgive before often they ask you for forgiveness. That's the hard part. Sometimes you're forgiving before someone's even recognized that there's been a wrong done. And one of the things I, I love about this and forgive us our debts is we have full confidence our debts will be forgiven by God. Amen. Oh, I love that. That is so sweet. And Bill, like, you know, just because we so thoroughly just love God's word on the show, it, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's a perfect time to highlight a First John uh, one nine, and it says, "If we confess our sins, and that word there means agree with God, uh, mm-hmm. He is faithful and just. He is faithful mm-hmm. and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." I mean, like just the the How emphasis on all, all. So most of it, part of it, all, all. Okay, yeah. Can I say that? I'm messing. I'm I'm messing with the mix. Yes. <laughs> And it's, what do we say? What do we say? All this? I heard someone say the other day, they said PDM said, all means all, and that's all it all means. Exactly. I know, I love that. I you love know. that I'm too. getting to the point where I can recite that now. You've said well, it enough times, I actually can recite it myself. Well, it's so very cool because it's so all. like, it's so all-encompassing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I can't keep up with you two today. I'm just going to like listen and smile. We're just going to do a bunch yeah. of puns? Yeah. You know, he's always on time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, Rosie, and forgive us our debts. How do we bring these grievances to God? How do we start with that? Mm. Mm. I have a way. I'm Let's looking at. It, I'm looking at Pastor David, though, um, because this one is so difficult. Uh, and one of my favorite biblical characters is David, Psalm 51. Sometimes, if I am not quite in touch with what I need forgiveness on, though I can feel it. I can feel it in my life. It just, you know, but I don't have words for it or got, or the Holy Spirit hasn't gotten me there. Psalm 51 does it for me. Cre- and especially, I can't remember exactly the verse, but create in me a clean heart mm-hmm. and renew a steadfast spirit to me. You know, it's just so beautiful. And it, you know, goes on. And at the end is because what is pleasing to God, but a broken and contrite heart. Yeah, Rosie, and I think what's beautiful about that is like you have David uh, with Nathaniel um, in Second Samuel uh, uh, twelve, and it was when Nathaniel confronts him on mm-hmm. it, and it brings this awareness that you know you are the man. So, part of one of the first places it starts is just with acknowledgement. 
Right. You know, uh, Psalm 32, which, you know, David Pence, um, you know, he says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted. Then I confessed my sins. You know, he's like, your hand was heavy upon me. Why, why, we're, why we're trying to hide it? You know, uh, that's that's when we just find ourselves being like sapped of strength. And and then the problem becomes like, you know, jot this down, like people then have to have a long memory because they start with an untruth and they have to keep adding to that truth. And God is like, just come like, I know, you know, mm-hmm. I know. And I, I sent my son for you. So let, let's just be truthful about mm-hmm. the situation and, and agree with me on that. So it starts with an acknowledgement, a humble acknowledgement um, that, yeah. Rosie said. Do you find it interesting as we talk about the Lord's Prayer that that does not include much or any instruction on Thanksgiving? Well, not until you just... Everywhere in the Gospels, there's always uh, Jesus models Thanksgiving in prayer. I mean, one of my favorite verses is 1 Thessalonians 5. You know, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I was just, as we were looking through this today, and I'm looking at it once again for the seven millionth time, I don't see Thanksgiving being modeled here. Not that it needs to be, because God does what he, his word is perfect. I'm just saying, I don't see it here. Well, one of the things I think is happening contextually here, um, Bill, is that you have Jesus giving kind of what are the kingdom values, you know? He's saying, you know, you've heard that it said that you shall not murder. He's like, but he goes beyond the letter of the law and says, but you won't hate someone. And when we get to like chapter six in the part of giving and praying and fasting, he's contrasting it with how the Pharisees and people who didn't have a relationship with God, how they would how they would behave. And so he's like, you know, you don't need to sit there and just kind of babble and draw attention to yourself. He's like, your father knows. So go in and simply have a conversation with him. Acknowledge that he is your father. He is in heaven. So he's intimately close, but wholly different, you know, and that you can bring your needs to him, acknowledging his kingdom. So, so there's this part right now where he's kind of offsetting this kind of, you know, more showy that it's more self-centered than it is God-centered or other-centered as he's giving this description in comparison to the to the Pharisees. But I think out of it, you know, when we're done praying and we realize who God is, I think that leads to praise and adoration and thanksgiving, you know. Because, and gratitude. Yeah, and gratitude. That, that, that the one who didn't have to forgive us, he does forgive our trespasses. All right, should we move on to the next line in verse 12? As we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm. Yes, this Pastor is like David the, Miles, this I, is I, like, I, I, go ahead, Bill. It's, it's, Pastor David Miles, it's up to you to, to expound on this. Well, you know, forgiveness here, um, it's, it's not based upon like, like us, it's based upon what he's done. So coming back to like an Ephesians 4.32, be kind and tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God and Christ forgave you. You know, so so we're, we're actually coming and saying, hey, God, forgive us our debts, but also those who have been forgiven, forgive much. And it's like we mm-hmm. also are forgiving other people. So it's not like this one way, you know, uh, what's good for the goose isn't, you know, good for the gander. Um, it's the idea that God forgave us, and and truly, He forgave us a whole lot more 
um, than we forgive other people. And like I've, mm-hmm. I mentioned before, I will never have to forgive an imperfect and fallen Tammy, my wife, more than a perfect and holy God has forgiven me in the first few seconds I wake up. Mm-hmm. And so, so we are to, we're asking God, forgive us our debts because we got them as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of this reciprocal mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving, this reciprocal relation, this reciprocal reality. I always feel like, at least what I'm learning at this stage of my walk with God, is that putting on, like, he's, he gives us lots of opportunities to wear the choices we've made. Like, you know, we, we're saying we're going to forgive, but then he gives you opportunity to actually walk in that forgiveness because it makes it so much richer when we receive his forgiveness. And then we have an opportunity to extend that forgiveness um, as painful as it may be, as unjustified as it might feel. It personifies, it crystallizes his gift to us. And so I feel like he's such a good father that he gives us lots of opportunities and calls us into that choice to extend it to somebody else. And then we cherish what he's done for us even that much more. Well said, Rosie. When I look at this verse, and it says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, I sometimes in my mind insert the words, even if the person that I'm forgiving doesn't receive it or doesn't want to be in relationship with me or uh, doesn't accept it, it's still my job to be forgiving and to forgive. Yeah, it is. I mean, because we can't... um we can't control how another person's going to respond. And, and so, you know, it's left to us. And, you know, we know that one saying that says bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, you know, and it's like, it, it poisons, like it poisons our soul. And it, it's the idea that, um, even this, that we have, <laughs> we have no right to seek forgiveness of our own sins. If we're withholding, forgiveness for others and perhaps really don't see because we're not understanding the reality. Now, God is gracious and merciful, but I think he's pointing out this, this part um, of that we have been forgiven. And I think that leads to gratitude because so much of our unforgiveness can be uh, wrapped up in anger, both things that seem rightfully because injustice towards people, uh, that is, there's a righteous anger to that. I mean, like, if you're not bothered that people are sold into trafficking and little kids are being trafficked and stuff like that, you know, no, that that's wrong because, you know, God, Jesus blessed the little children. Um, and then there's times where we've been injured um, and we can think of how we've been injured, but do we stop to ever think how, you know, our sinfulness um, impacts a holy God and who's perfect, like, I can get it wrong, like I can misread a situation, but God is perfect and he sees that. And so even my attitude of not trusting or, you know, responding in a way, God looks and when I, when I say, Lord, forgive me for that, he does. So then if someone comes to me and says, hey, Dave, you know what, I made a mistake, would you forgive me? Uh, for me to be like, no, I'm not going to forgive you, is to miss uh, the size of the debt that we have that God mm-hmm. has forgiven of us. I think well that's said, David Miles. Oh, yep, absolutely. I think that's that. Um, that's the next step in our walk with Christ, though, because for some of those situations that are so difficult, and um, and there are those we can all think of potential scenarios that are would be very difficult to forgive. 
that's that next step of asking the Holy Spirit to come in and and help you get there, and to draw you in, to to be your strength, to give you that um, unction, to go ahead and bring forgiveness to the table. And you know, and the truth is, is sometimes you don't feel like forgiving, but it's a first step in actually doing that is acknowledging that this is something that God would have us do, and we need His strength often in cases to do it. And it's such a beautiful act of obedience. And God knows, I feel like those are treasures to him, you know, harder, you know, a, a more beautiful gem for something that is so hard to forgive that, you know, has so much injustice in it. Plus, I like the wor- the way you use the word unction. I don't think we've used <laughs> that word love, before in the mix. I love the, the word mix. unction. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, the we also in that, and when it says, yeah. and forgive us our debts as we also um, it's been noted that that's emphatic, you know, that's emphatic saying that we also forgive debts. And so why should we forgive? Um, you know, because people will ask that question. There was a button once in a tourist shop that read, to err is human, to forgive is out of the question, you know. <laughs> but one of the reasons, and we're, t- we're talking about it right now, one, because God has forgiven you, you know. We, we've addressed that. Um, God has forgiven us. Number two, because resentment doesn't work. And have you ever noticed that, like, when people hang on to resentment, again, it poisons us. And I mean, like, one of the very sweet things about my mom is that my mom, as she got older, she got better instead of bitter, mm. you know? And it's like, God, create that type of heart in me um, that that actually feels that way. And then the other thing is, um, because you'll need forgiveness in the future. Uh, there was a man who once asked, said to John Wesley, I never forgive and I never forget. And Wesley replied, said, then, sir, I hope you never sin, because we will all need God's and others' others' forgiveness in the future as well. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a strong topic, powerful one when it comes to forgiving. And if you have not uh, forgiven someone that you need to forgive, I think that's something to be praying about instantly and immediately and, and take action to make that that right. So when we come back on the Monday afternoon mix, we're going to continue to talk about forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Monday afternoon mix with Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We're in the sixth chapter of Matthew talking about the Lord's Prayer. We're in verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. I know, David, during the break we chatted about some practical steps people can take when they're feeling the need to do what God has called us to do. Yeah, the Bible actually addressed this in several different ways, you know. Um, for example, Matthew 18, it talks about cooperating with God's uh, God and forgiveness. And it's like, if a brother sins against you, go show him his fault just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you won over your brother. 
But if you won't listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or tax collector. And in this passage later on, it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there with you. And we often use that verse in prayer, but the prayer contextually is actually dealing with the issue of interpersonal conflict and relationships. And so one of the first things that we see is to go to the person face-to-face. It's actually an imperative And it's to do it with a view of restoration, that in humility we go first to the person in love and allow the the sinning member an opportunity to correct themselves. And to do that versus going to someone else and gossiping, okay? And a helpful thing for people on this first step, if someone comes to you, you know, if Rosie came to me and said, man, you know, Bill's driving me nuts, one of the first things, so Rosie, have you talked with Bill? I would never say that. I though. know. You wouldn't. And if Rosie <laughs> says to me, you know, well, you know, I haven't talked to him. And really, I don't think it's that important. Well, Rosie, it was important enough for you to bring it up to me. And so when will you plan to go talk to Bill? And it's like, well, I don't know. Would you like me to go with you to talk to Bill? You know, and it's the idea of saying, so Rosie, if you're asking, like if you're talking with me because you're trying to sound things off, as Proverbs says, with, with godly wisdom and talk about things, okay, we can do that. But if you're wanting me to be your British petroleum and just add gasoline to your fire, no, let's not do that. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of going to the person, you know, face to face and addressing that, you know, second of all, in the passage, it says, go with a person uh, with a witness, you know, having other people uh, to come and that their heart is committed towards restoration, so it's not bringing someone who's going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, man, Bill's right. Rosie, no, Bill's right. No, have someone who's concerned about maintaining the bond of peace. Um, and then the other, t- the third thing is to bring the person to church, like have other leaders. So I pray that if you're not in a small group as you're listening to that, please get connected in one. Get connected in a community of people who can love you. Um, last night we had a connections event for our small groups. It was a wonderful time of helping people get connected in small groups. And then the other one is, you know, if it actually comes to the point of, of biblical discipline, let that process with the goal being restoration, you know, because it's thinking through how would we want someone else to, to, to deal with us. And on that first step, when you go to someone, say, hey, you know what, Rosie, I might have this wrong could you help me understand, like, what was happening? Instead of saying, Rosie, I know that you did this, and you meant to do this. And, and when we pin people in a corner, that, that just doesn't end well, because we don't like to be pinned in the corner. So, so going with humility, with the desire to restore the relationship more than making the point that I'm right. That is so good. And I know so many people are going to be really helped by that right now, David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just most mostly relieved, Rosie. You're not mad at me. <laughs> I was where you feel. I was like, I, I know, I like this is just an example, but I'm feeling like a little bit under the hot seat. Pajama hot seat. I'm sorry, no, Rosie. No, no, no. It's it's good. You're forgiven. But you know, can I tell you guys something really sweet that happened? Um, there's a family. I absolutely love this this family, and you know, the dad was actually one of my mentors when I was in college at my church. And just help me, like, you know, grow me in a lot of different ways and love their family. And this person actually had contacted me because two members of the family weren't seeing eye to eye. And they said, and they actually had a family conversation and said, hey, would you be open 
to talking to PDM about this, and both people said, yeah. And so sitting down and having a conversation with both of them and wanting, and really wanting to hear them out and eventually bring them together. And so when we started the conversation, I told both of them, I said, I have an agenda. I share my agenda when I'm doing counseling. And when I do premarital counseling and career counseling, I said, I have an agenda. It's twofold, God's glory and your good that leads to the furtherance of God's glory. That's my agenda. And so it's not what your friends say or the world's like, if it ultimately doesn't lead to God's glory, it's not ultimately for your good. And I'm pro you because Jesus is pro you, but we're going to address things. But having people in your life like Paul um, did with Philemon and Onesimus to to bridge that gap, to be that people, that's another part that we as believers can play for one another, that we can that we can have that part in helping that wherever that we maintain the bond of peace and unity, as it says in Ephesians 4, 3, and 4. Well said, David. Uh, I also realize this comes up often here at Faith Radio. When I look at verse 12 and it says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. There's enough occasions where I hear people say, but yeah, I have never forgiven myself. Mm. Thoughts on that? Oh, that's um, when when I hear that, Bill, it it makes my heart hurt. It literally yeah. hurt yeah, because what it always goes back to for um, for me is back to the identity of and trust of who you know God to be and receiving that for yourself, not because any of us are deserving, but because he's so good and he wants to give it to you. And so it's that trust that of really knowing who he is as um, as Savior, as King, as Lord, that, you know, to hold on to that almost steals some of the blood from the cross, right? Like it just, mm-hmm. it feels like it, it it is the line that makes my heart hurt, I think, the most, because that's not what God would have for you, and he wants you to trust him to give over that and to forgive yourself. I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. David, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, one of the things is that it it gets to the point of, you know, Romans five twenty three says that where where sin reigned in death, you know, that where sin and law and trespasses, where that increased, grace who pair it, it increased all the more, and you know, I know like like we we do struggle with that because we feel like man, you know, I really really blew it. And in a kind of strange way, it's kind of really interesting to say to the almighty God of the universe who gave his only son to us to say, yeah, God, you forgave me, but that really doesn't matter because ultimately it's about how I feel about me and, and cool, you forgive me, but I can't forgive myself. And God's like, no, Mm -hmm. my child, I, I've forgiven you and I want you to walk in that grace and that mercy and that forgiveness and let me you know, redeem your life and to make beauty out of ashes, as it says in Isaiah six sixty one three. You know, that God wants to make something something beautiful out of your life and that the gospel can as very much can flourish through our mistakes. And we've all made mistakes, you know, and, and you know, I need to tell you this, we're gonna continue to make mistakes, you know, and God forgives and he continues to forgive and we continue to learn. And so if, if today you're, you're sitting underneath that, that weight and you're thinking like, oh, God wants me just to feel so horrible about this. Okay, there's, there's a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. 
but there's an attack on your whole soul that, that, that leads you to saying you're pond scum. And God doesn't say that. God's like, you know, yes, mm-hmm. you've sinned. And as it says in Isaiah chapter 1, come let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I shall make them white as wool. So God, he wants to invite you to lay that burden down. He really does. That might be one of the most important things said so far today on the show. And I appreciate you saying that and saying it so clearly, David. Thanks, Bill. I mean, yeah. I make a lot I make a lot of mistakes and so I'm grateful that that God works and and it's okay for us to say, you know what? Like, yeah, we make mistakes and like, you know, um and and just continue to point to our need and Christ's sufficiency. And and sometimes mm-hmm. one of the things is we as we realize that, you know, there's there's a God and it's not us. Right. Um, we can be honest about those things and, and to get off of the throne and say, God, who's a good God, be on the throne of our life and to direct us and lead us according to your good purposes. I thought we were going to get through the Lord's Prayer, but not quite. So we will deal with verse 13 next time we meet in the Monday afternoon mix. David, Rosie, thank you. See you next week. Thank you. bet. We'll take a little. Hopper's my guest. He's written a book called Questioning God, Answers to Questions Worth Asking. Be right back. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.